In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. is a titanic shot to make it an 8 nothing game. Great call by John Sadak in the Cincinnati Reds win over the Red Sox. Jose Barrero, big grand slam. Who doesn't like grand slams? Who doesn't like home run calls? And the Reds, who doesn't like pennant races, sort of, as we head into June. But still, the Cincinnati Reds, they're in it. Three games back, sure, they're 25 and 29. But they're three games back in the NL Central. Milwaukee in the first place. Pittsburgh, 27-27, their game back. Also, all the people yelling and screaming about the Cubs, they're only four games back. They're right behind Cincinnati. And all the people screaming about the Cardinals, they're only four and a half games back. Welcome to the NL Central. All right, well, we had had a great podcast on Monday with Tori Lovello, the Arizona Diamondbacks manager, and we talked a little bit about how he got his team to believe. Well, they won again. They're surely believing They've won three in a row. They're 32 and 23. They're only a game and a half out of first place in the NL West. And they're also uh, in a solid spot in the NL the wild card race. And, and good, a big reason for that is a guy named Zach Gallon. Now, we had a little bit of Zach Gallon on the baseballs and boring on the go yesterday with teaming him up with Alec Verdugo, both of them were talking about what it's like to make the All-Star team. And the reason why is because today, today is a day that you can start voting for your respective All-Star teams or both All-Star teams. I don't care. American League, National League. But the All-Star conversation has officially kicked off because All-Star voting has begun. Now, of course, that doesn't, we're not talking about pitchers, but it does start the conversation when it comes to All-Stars, as you heard from Zach Gallen in the Baseballs and Boring podcast, why that would mean a ton to him. But that's not what this podcast is about. This is about the sit-down with Gallen, a guy who I am going to say is one of the best top, I'm going to say top five pitchers in all of baseball. And how do we know this? Well, he just pitched another gem. Understand this, that after last night's win, after last night's shutdown performance by Gallon, Gallon's ERA in the last 27 starts, dating back to July 13th, 2022, is 207. That's the lowest in the major leagues over that time. So Gallon right now, he is amongst league leaders, not amongst. He leads the National League in wins. 
joining, uh, let's see. No, he leads the National League in wins. He leads them all. Nobody else in the National League has seven wins. I pause because there are a bunch of American League pitchers who do have seven wins. And Shane McClanahan for Tampa has eight wins in the American League. Also, others in the American League with seven wins, Zach Eflin, Nathan Rivaldi, Kyle Gibson, Joe Ryan. But still, nobody in the National League has as many wins as Zach Gallon. He's 72 with a 272 ERA. And get this 82 strikeouts and 16 walks in 72 and third, two thirds innings. I mean, he is just absolutely nails. He's also a great guy to sit down with, a great talker, a guy who I flat out asked him during this conversation, what's it like to be traded and why? Because he had been part of some of the most interesting trades that you're going to find in, in both ways that you might find a trade. So on December 14th, 2017, he was in a trade that went from the Cardinals, where he was drafted in the third round. You're going to hear more about that. You have to wait about the ironic nature when it comes to Zach Gallen being drafted in the third round, not only in the major leagues, but also in Little League. Just bear with me. Just listen to the podcast. All right. So he was drafted by the Cardinals in the third round. Obviously does well. December 14, 2017, he's traded to the Marlins along with a guy named Sandy Alcantara. Can you imagine that in, in a trade that involved two other guys? And that was for Marcelo, Marcelo Zuna. So that was a momentous trade. It's still amazing to think that, that they, the St. Louis Cardinals could have had both Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen. And then he's traded on July 31st, 2019, to his current team, the Diamondbacks. And that was straight up for Jazz Chisholm. So I just want to know what it's like to get traded. I have never been traded, and he obliges. Zach Allen's excellent in terms of talking about how he has what it feels like to be traded in the major leagues. He's excellent talking about a lot of things. So... Uh, he's a guy that I wanted to sit down with for a while, and I'm glad I got a chance to do that. He's a guy who I absolutely feel, as we've said in the podcast before, is one of the top pitchers in baseball. He talked about a little bit about uh, Strider, Atlanta, how good he is. It is, at some point, we will rank all the pitchers. But right now, Gallon's in the conversation. Probably, if I have to go top five, You know, Shane McClanahan's up there. Shane McClanahan right now is probably perceived as the top guy. But, you know, we'll see. 8-1, 207 ERA. Avaldi's cruising. We all know Nathan Avaldi. Good for him with the Rangers. 7-2, 242 ERA. Uh, And you can't forget Garrett Cole, right? I mean, Garrett Cole, is as much as we, we like to put him under the microscope with the Yankees, and all the ups and downs that he has in terms of things that he might say or do, whatever it is. or But still, fact of the matter is, he's one of the best pitchers, probably one of the best top five pitchers in baseball. 6-0, 2-9-3 ERA. And then you get, you get to the Twins guys. You have Sonny Gray. Then you get to the Twins guys. Sonny Gray, how can, how can you forget him? He's 4-0 with a 1-9-4 ERA. You have Bryce Elder of Atlanta, 3-0 with a 1-9-2 ERA. So there's a lot of good pitchers out there. But Zach Allen is one that jumps to the head of the class. Also, another Twins guy, a guy who had been on the podcast, 7-2, 277 ERA, and that's Joe Ryan. 
So there's a lot of good Twins pitchers out there. Just sit back and enjoy this conversation with a guy who I think is one of, if not the best pitcher in baseball, and that's Zach Gallon. All right, so first off, thank you for coming aboard. Um, And the question... I should have told you this. The question I asked everybody, and there's no wrong answer, is why isn't baseball boring? Why isn't baseball boring? Um, because, uh, I mean, people probably think chess is boring, but there's there's this strategy that, that goes on in this game that, um, you know, if, if you're a real fan, you tend to see it, you see what, what's going on, what's happening, whether it's, you know, the pitcher needs a double play and he's throwing a breaking ball down and away, or the manager's pinch hitting a lefty against a right, whatever it is. Um, I think there's there's some really cool strategy that goes on that, that makes the game not boring. Um, on a more surface level answer, I think there's there's, you know, some of the best athletes in the world uh, trying to, you know, hit a baseball is the hardest thing you can do. And you got, you know, pitchers out there that are athletes that maybe are some of the most spatially aware people on, you know, planet Earth as it comes to how things move in space and stuff like that. So It's a good answer. I've thought about it a lot. No, no, man. It's, it's, it's a good answer. We've asked the commissioner. We've asked GMs, managers, and there's not a lot of same answers, and it's, it's, that's another good one. I think that's I think that's a good thing. That's another thing that makes baseball not boring is that it's this uh, the greatest you know melting pot there is. I mean, the walks of life that, that come from you know that play in this game. Uh, I've kind of said that a few times this year. It's like there's no sport like baseball where you get the walks of life from you know guys from North Dakota all the way to you know the, the Caribbean. So you said the you said you said a couple times this year, which is interesting because every year we evolve, every year we appreciate things a little bit differently. Um, when you first came up, everyone's just trying to make, you're just trying to make it, right? I mean, you're just trying to like, hey, I'm a major leaguer. Is this awesome? Pradeep's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, great. Pay's great. Yeah, hotels everything. are great. Yeah, yeah hotels Travel's are great. great. But then yeah. you're like, oh man, I really want to be a good pitcher. So, what advice would looking back at that? What advice would you give for a younger yourself? Um, I mean, for me, honestly, I think I would just say, you know, keep going. I, I feel like I, I kind of have had that, you know, I feel like a lot of guys, you know, here have that work ethic, that drive, but I just kind of, um, I wasn't really satisfied with just, like, getting to the big leagues. Um, I had a manager in the minor leagues that talked about it. it was hard to get to the big leagues, even harder to stay there. Um, that's something that kind of just resonated with me. Um, Does it hit, though, when he says that? Does it hit? Yeah, yeah, because you see guys that, you know, uh, that I played with that played well in AAA that went to the big leagues and they struggled and they, you know, they were up-down guys and it's like, okay, yeah, it's hard to stay here. It's hard to... And I think that that just gets reinforced year over year. I mean, you can have a good year and then the next year you can have injury or not play well or whatever it is. So I think it's it's a, it's a testament to those guys that can do it year in and year out and have that success. Um, yeah. So when you... When you come up, so what has been the biggest thing that sort of helped you think to take it to another level? And I know there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things, right? Yeah. But sometimes a few things like, okay, you know, I, I didn't realize if I did this, this would be the result. Um, I think there's a lot of things. I think um, I always talk about being fuel oriented, um, delivery and stuff like that. I think that's that's a, a big physical one. Um, I think pitch like usage and mix is another big thing. Uh, 
learning that certain pitches are, are better than I thought they were. To use those a little bit more in certain counts and kind of just, you know, when to use them, uh, when they're relying on stuff like that. I think the other thing is, too, is like, as I've gotten older now, it's just the, the baseball IQ. I think you can never um, keep increasing the baseball IQ. I, you know, was having a talk today with one of our pitching coaches about just kind of the perspective of going out there and pitching to get a win and stuff like that. Just taking into account certain things of pitching with a lead or pitching whatever. So, like, there's just different things that you learn throughout the game that year in and year out. It's like, okay, I've seen this scenario before. I'm going to use that to my advantage. So. It's hard, man. Like, I would imagine, like, if you have success, you're like, oh, sure, I'm going to continue to do this. No worries. No, I, my, my thought is, what once you become stagnant in this game and you're content with where you're at, you've, you've lost. You're already behind. There's guys that are, you know, you got one, there's how many other guys there are in the big leagues? 26 times 30, so what, 720, something like that. You got 720 that are working, you know, just as hard, if not harder, and then you got, you know, those guys in the minor leagues doing the same thing. So, it, yeah, it's it's not a game that you can be content and satisfied with what's going on. It's like a, you're always looking for that extra edge, at least, you know, I, I feel like I am. What's the best compliment you've gotten? Um, best compliment? Because sometimes, like I said, sometimes some hit harder than others. Yeah, I... Like, I just saw Kenley Jansen, right? So, yeah. this isn't maybe a bad analogy, but it's... He got his 400 save. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, what was the best? When Trevor Hoffman texted him. That's pretty cool. It, I mean, but sometimes things hit. Cause yeah. Got, you get a lot of congratulatory... Um, yeah, I mean... I feel like what's, um, I'll give you two. The first one, I'm not sure that it necessarily happened. It was told to me by somebody else, uh, was that um, I was Kevin Durant's guy on, on the show. He liked to, you know, pitch with me on the show. Oh, that's So I awesome. thought that was, I thought that was really cool. Um, that was kind of my first, like, wow, all right, like, you know, Kevin Durant knows who I am. Um, that's, you know, now I don't, I've never talked to him. I've never gotten to confirm whether that was the truth or not. But one that I definitely can, can say was that last year in Houston, going against Verlander, um, he had sent one of the clubhouse guys over and just passed a message along was, hey man, you know, you know, Justin just wanted to let you know he had you know, it was fun competing out there, like he, you know, respects yeah. what, he, what you do. So I, that for me, that was that was really cool. It's was, was one of the greats. Both so. are pretty good, man. Like, yeah, both so. are pretty. The Durant was poets like the Durant one is. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I was like, I, didn't, I was like, Durant plays MLB the show. Uh, but yeah, I guess he's a baseball fan. He was here at the game a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, so yeah, because yeah, that, that would make sense. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a guy, right? Yeah. So it, this sort of leads to another question. I I talked to Julio Rodriguez the other day. And it's like, when did you know that you sort of were at this level? <laughs> you just probably answered it. But his was when, uh, and I forget the name of the soccer player, but when a soccer player reached out to him and, and yeah. knew, like a professional. So for you, like, when it was like, oh, man. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's probably my, that's probably the easiest answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but even then, that was still kind of early. That was 20, 21. Has there maybe? been anything this year? Because obviously, like, we, you know, we talk a lot about you and your success and everything else. Yeah. And 
Um, and I know that you want to stay insulated. I'm not guessing, but yeah. I can continue all the things that you said. But still, there must be some moments like this. Is oh cool. yeah, there's definitely moments. Uh, you know, just talking to guys, getting to you know chop it up with guys that have you know played in this league a long time, and you know they've been very complimentary. Um, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what they said, but yeah. you know, they were, it was it was kind of the oh wow, like this. You know, they, they those guys know who I, I watch those guys growing up, but now it's like those guys know who I am. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's awesome. What would an all-star, what does the all-star game mean to you? That, I was talking to Verdugo about this yesterday. Yeah, I mean, the all-star game is, uh, it's, it's an honor, really. Um, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you it shows that you got off to the right start. Um, yeah, I mean, I, for pitchers, it's a little different. Cause, it's street cred, man. Like, it's, yeah, it is a little street cred. That is true. I think for pitchers, it's a little different too, because you're not you're not getting voted by the fans. So right. it's almost your um, your not necessarily your peers, but the, the managers, the coaches. Like, they're the baseball industry is more so you know electing you that game. So it's cool. Um, but yeah, it's street cred. I mean, it's probably a good. Well, it's it. yeah. good. It's, 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 I've just like told him. It's, yeah, it's, it's street cred. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that you know. It's it's not. I mean, you, it's the thing you grew up. You're a baseball fan. I, I mean, I grew up. Watching the All Star Game, watching the celebrity softball game. The oh, whole you did. Weekend. Yeah. What was your favorite memory derby. from the? From... I, I mean, the home run derbies were my favorite. Anytime the oh, Wire yeah. played in the home run, it was like it's the best. Like a ball, and we swat balls. Oh, like 600 oh, feet. you remember that? You oh, must have yeah. been like two though. Uh, yeah, that was probably what 1999. Uh, 1999. So I was yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah, but you. Thank, thank you, YouTube. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, so I that's that's kind of my first. Memory. That's how I became a Cardinals fan. Really, was uh, McGuire hitting home runs in '98. Really, it was like one of the first things I remember being like, "Yeah, you were young." Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like three, about to turn four. Like, yeah, I want that guy. I want to be like that guy. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I saw you, um, and I don't know. So you like you wanted to play up, right? When you were yeah. a kid, and, and this is because yeah. we're here to educate young minds, yeah. and we've had a lot of talk about youth baseball, about how it's changed. And how there's a lot of pressure on kids, right? Yeah. Um, that's, and so the story is, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like you wanted to, you want, you didn't want to do t-ball. You yeah. wanted to play up, right? No t-ball. No I, wanted, t- I wanted nothing to do with t-ball. There was I, the the ending in a tie, and everyone got an ice cream after the game. It was like it just didn't appeal to me. Like, Even I, then, like how old were you? Like five. Like, you were like, yeah. I want nothing. Because I, I, at this point, my dad was the coach of this seven, eight, nine. Year old, one of the seven, eight, nine year olds, you know, in town teams or whatever, the Yankees. So I, I just kind of was grew up spoiled in the sense that my brother was older than me, so I kind of was playing already. Like I was already on the field, like doing all that stuff. So like I was already hitting, you know, off of my dad. Like it was so playing t ball was just like ah, okay, hit on a tee. Everybody you know picks flowers and you know the game's tie. Like I just kind of that, that had no interest in me. Um, so my dad was like, all right, well, I just put him on my team. And, yeah, so I played five. Was that a big deal in your town? Was like, I had no idea. I, oh, like, really? I'm sure it was. I mean, I know that well, the, It's on your Wikipedia page, so... Well, the, the commissioner... The, the commissioner was our next-door neighbor, actually. He made my dad draft me. That's, like, the funny story in our family is that he made me draft me. And my dad came home and was like, can you believe this? They're going to make me draft him. Like, I was just going to give him a uniform, stick him out in right field, like, let him get a, in a bat or so a game, whatever. And commissioner was like, no, no, you have to draft him. So my brother was like, listen, he's like, just draft him. He's like... I'll make him take you in the third round as opposed to next year in the first round. He's like, so you get to keep your first round pick 
And my brother was like, whoever you're going to take in the third round isn't going to be better than him by next year. Yeah. So my dad was like, all right, I'll take him. So my brother jokes, is the best third round pick my dad ever made. So It's a well, third round. I mean, you were third round, right? Yeah, in, um, in college. So, so it's like kind of the, yeah, it's like eerie Circle of life. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's, and this is a cliche question, but did, do you think that that sort of propelled your way of thinking? Of, yeah, I think I always kind of um, was just on like that, you know, that I was just kind of seeking more, really, in the yeah. sense of like, I was never really, like I, you know, going back to before, I wasn't really satisfied with just... But that's, like, again, that's, I, I'm not to, again, not to sound sappy or cliche or anything, but there's probably something to that. Yeah, I, and to be honest, with you, like, if I could sit down and probably reflect on it and go back and figure out what the, you know, deeper meanings on it was, but yeah, it was just kind of like, I just want to play, like, I want to, I want to play, and I want to play with competition where I feel like I'm going to get better, um, just kind of, yeah. Last thing, what's it like to be traded? <laughs> Tra- getting traded is weird. Getting traded twice is even, yeah. even weirder. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's it's uh, y- You have this conflicting feelings of, did the team, you know, one team didn't want me, but another team did want me, so you're kind of, you're not really sure, uh, you know, how to interpret the whole thing, but I, uh, it's it's definitely given me perspective on this game as a business, that's for sure, so. It, when it hit probably, again, we're talking about hits, it probably hits, like, I thought I knew what being traded felt like, but. Yeah, uh, that's, and that's the thing, like, I, you know, I've gotten traded now, I, I kind of got to see both sides, I got to trade it as a quote-unquote, like, non-prospect in the minor leagues of just, all right, you're going to another organization where they get to kind of do whatever they want, you know, with they, you know, they try and, oh, let's do this or do that or whatever, and then I got traded in the big leagues being, you know, not necessarily an established big leaguer, but, like, was having some success and got here and, you know, it was like, hey, we're going to do whatever you want us to do. Like, we're going to, you know, we know that you have an idea of, you know, how you're going to get better and all this stuff. So, yeah, it was, I kind of got to see both sides of it, really. Who do you play in the show? I haven't played the show. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah. I have to ask. I no, to I, I, it's still in my head, the Durant. No, yeah, the Durant thing is cool. I, I honestly, um, I haven't played, I haven't had a gaming console since PS3. So, like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really a big gamer. Like, yeah. But uh, my team, back in the day, we used to play in college. My buddy JB and I, he's with the Brewers now. We, uh, our routine every Thursday was practice, go get something to eat, and then play the show for like a couple hours or whatever um, and I want to say I think I played as the Yankees or like the Astros a lot like those are yeah just whoever had a good staff like at that point in time it's like oh yeah I'm going to go with this the team. Chico yeah pretty much <laughs> yep alright